0: It all started with a connection. And now, five million connections later, Vamper has become the essential tool for connecting creatives. Make music happen. Find your team. Collaborate. And if you think you've got it in you, go pro and unlock distribution, sync opportunities, analytics, and so much more.
1: Vamper. Download today and make music happen. Welcome back to another episode of The PianoPod. I am your host, Yukimi-san. So for this episode, I got to interview Josh Simons. He is the CEO and co-founder of Vamper. It's the world's largest and most active social media slash professional networking site for musicians. I feel like the theme of this season of The PianoPod has been about how we classical musicians should reach out to our niche or our audience in a creative and innovative way in this, especially in this post pandemic era. So as my show is approaching the season finale in a few weeks, I thought I should invite someone outside of our industry to talk about marketing and promotion. So I found Josh Simons and he created this social media platform specifically for musicians, and he's in the entertainment industry. And I thought we need to pick his brain in regards to the topic of promotion and marketing. So before starting the episode, I want to welcome everyone who is listening or watching the Piano Pod for the first time. I'm a classical pianist and educator from New York City, passionate about creating a thriving and meaningful community of the classical music industry through this podcast. Please visit yukimitsongstudio.com to find out more about my work. In each episode of The Piano Pod, I interview a guest speaker who has been breaking exciting new ground in the industry. Before getting started, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Please rate the show and review it on Apple Podcasts because every rating review will help people find my show. So here we go, dear friends. Please enjoy the show. You are listening to The Piano Pod, where we talk to the brightest minds in the industry about how they are bringing the piano into the 21st century. I am honored to welcome Josh Simons, the CEO and then co-founder of Vamper, the world's largest and most active social professional network for musicians, recognized by Fast Company as one of the most innovative companies in 2022. Vamper is home to over 1 million users worldwide. Josh himself is a successful artist and songwriter and producer who has toured for many years. So with his extensive experience as a professional musician, he has a lot of credit as far as being the groundbreaker in the industry by creating something unique and timely to help fellow musicians. I am looking forward to hearing his story and how he got to where he is now, and of course, learning about Vamper. As you know, I'm open to learning from someone like Josh who has created a new pathway for himself and for others. Although you may say classical music and pop music entertainment industries are different. I think we have so much more in common than you think as artists and creatives. And we can learn so much, particularly the topic of marketing and branding from Josh today. So welcome Josh, thank you for being here.
0: Thank you for such a lovely introduction.
1: Thank you. So um, I'm very excited to talk to you about your, especially your company, Vamper. It's a social professional network for exclusively for musicians. So mm-hmm. tell us, tell us a- about Vamper.
0: It came about because I was having issues in my own career about, well, now about 10 years ago, it still feels like yesterday, but <laughs> um, basically I... I, I had a band in Australia that did okay. Um, and then I went back to England, which is where I'm from and tried to recreate that success and kind of found that I was starting again, uh, despite having sort of five years of touring experience, being on the radio, playing, you know, uh, festivals and, and touring nationally, all, all this kind of stuff we were doing and the concept of starting again in your mid twenties in an expensive city is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's ridiculous at any point, really, that it takes five to seven years to find the sort of team that you need to actually make a living in this industry. And so I took a look around and I looked at a lot of the technologies that existed. There were great tools for distribution, great tools for publishing, uh, even good tools for building fan bases, but there weren't really any tools to help build your team and your network, the people around you. So that's kind of how Vamper came about. I wanted to solve that problem and I went back to my label that originally signed me and said I'd like to partner with you on this and, um, and
1: what's the what's the really premise or the mission behind Vamper? I, I get that it's networking, but more specifically.
0: Um, to connect the Johns and the Paul's of the world algorithmically. So mm-hmm you know, it takes typically five to seven years for people to find the perfect team. Mm-hmm. And I say perfect. I mean, a group of people that are common interests, like-minded uh, in their focus and what they're looking to achieve, usually that's a living of some kind. Um, takes It takes time traditionally to find those people mm-hmm. um, who believe in you and are aligned. What What if we can do that in five minutes? And that that's the mission.
1: Mm. Oh, wonderful. And then when did you create this, uh, launch this company?
0: I think we launched the first version on iOS in 2016, but we didn't really launch proper until like broadly and globally and across all devices until February 2017. And then we kind of pressed pause for a year um, just before COVID actually. Mm -hmm. And we went back to the drawing board because we'd learned a lot really quickly. We'd sort of managed to get a couple hundred thousand people, uh, learned how to market really effectively, but the product wasn't amazing. So mm-hmm. we pressed pause for a minute, um, went back to the drawing board and sort of redesigned everything and, and came back out sometime early in the pandemic.
1: So how did the pandemic affect your company?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, we definitely saw a slight bump in in downloads. Um, it, it wasn't dramatic. You know, I, I remember doing interviews at the time and people like, this would either kill you or make you. And it's like, eh, it's it's neither. Um, mm-hmm. It's like everything in life, it's it, it's measured, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we got a little bump in downloads. Like, you know, we saw an increase in people because our whole app is about connecting. It makes sense that folks stuck at home would want to connect with other mm-hmm. people. Um, so that was mildly helpful, but then a lot of the things that people do using Vampa, like they'll catch up and then go to a recording studio together or, or jam in a practice room, the second part of the equation was missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had to then very quickly think of what are things that we can give people online. And that's when we started adding in services like music distribution, music publishing, which, you know, they're still passive activities, I suppose, but we were like, if our users can't catch up in real life, mm-hmm. uh, got to find them a way to make some money online that was sort of our thinking and so a lot of our energy and effort went into into that during the early part of the pandemic you know, because the pandemic's kind of went on for a few years but um right. the first the first year was all about mm-hmm. coming up with online solutions
1: mm-hmm. now in so many ways you know pandemic taught us Many things like, for example, you know, as especially as classical musicians, we are all about acoustic uh, performance of live performance. And of course, there is a recording, too. But then, you know, pandemic taught us that this sort of communication, this sort of, um, let's say, collaboration online became possible and mm-hmm. acceptable so mm-hmm. did any of these things affect you affect your company affect the way that people think about music oh
0: definitely yeah um and you know aside from being the founder of vampa i've also a songwriter and um i myself collaborate with other people and during the pandemic we did lots of online songwriting mm-hmm. sessions and things like that i think um if anything the pandemic probably accelerated people's um comfortableness with Mm -hmm. that yeah and that's a good thing because it means that you don't have to be in Los Angeles or um Berlin or London or Melbourne or whatever city you know that's culturally relevant New York you don't have to be in these sort of hubs these um you know songwriting hubs Mm -hmm. art sort of centers to have access to opportunities. So that's probably the only positive thing that came out of the pandemic.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was a tough three years. But yeah, finally, it's over. And um, so now before asking the next question, I would love to hear a little bit about your background. Uh, you mentioned a little bit about your you know musical background and then your uh, as i introduce you to my audience that you are professional musician so how did you get started as a musician and what led you to where you are now today
0: yeah so i got started because i was managing some bands when i was very young 19 or 20 and i sort of seemed to have a knack for finding bands with really amazing talent but they all had in common a reluctance for uh, commercial success. So where I saw their songs performing really well on TV shows, um, they saw that as selling out and stuff like that. And so I grew frustrated with them pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, I might as well just do this myself. And, you know, I I could sing. I'd been in choir my whole life, and, but I never... I don't think I'd ever really seriously thought about it as a job. And then I just started doing it. And then within six months of starting, um, we were on the radio and then invited to play some festivals and do some big tours and it all moved very quickly. So um, as I said at the top, that, that all happened in Australia, which is a very small market. Like it's uh, it's a small, it's a large physical country, but it's a small population. And the music industry is smaller again, so you, it's there's a nuance there. But you know, we we sort of sort of climbed to the the top of the indie scene in that world, and and it was it was a lot of fun. You know, mm-hmm. I think we, we toured that country nine times or something. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we were on the radio and TV and doing live performances everywhere. It was awesome, um, but it's really hard to sustain because it is such a small market and. And also because it's a large country, it costs a lot to travel. So if you're moving a band and crew around and you're, in Japan, you're an indie outfit, to get from Melbourne to Sydney is, you know, going to cost several thousand dollars um, that many people and you've got to get your gear across or you've got to hire it. Um, so there's real restrictions. And look, I'm not the only one who's had this problem. Every band in Australia has this problem. That's why there's a lot of singer-songwriters or, you know, solo performers who don't have to move a lot of production around. And we, we were more of a production uh, in, in a lot of respects. We had we liked our little light show that we did with our shows. So we we weren't a cheap band to tour, in, and that was a real restriction on our ability to scale and grow the thing. Um, but you know, there's a there's a video online called the band was called Buchanan and there's a video online called an uncommon experience and it kind of chronicles our journey and our career and, and what we achieved I suggest people check it out yeah
1: <laughs> I would and what what genre is this um it's a rock pop
0: yeah it's like in, it's, it's like indie pop
1: okay Great, cool. Now let's get into your company, Vamper because I really wanted to find out more about it. So you can find actually an app on any of the smartphones?
0: Yeah, that's right. So it's, you know, Google Play for Android devices and the App Store for Apple devices. But yeah, it's on the App Store. It's an app working on a web version on and off for years. It's Mm -hmm. coming. I just can't say when, <laughs> political reasons, but um, oh wow, <laughs> there's just, it's tricky with the, with websites mm-hmm. uh, you got to consider all kinds of things like uh, what country people are visiting from and what happens if you're in a, you know, a country with blocked IPs and um, how's it going to scale on a mobile? And is it going to behave like a web app or, yeah, you know, I won't bore you with the details, but the website's taken, you know, longer to build than probably we would have liked. Um, but right now, it's a mobile app. It's kind of started as a mobile app. We started as a mobile first company, which means sort of we build apps. Um, and, and so that's that's where you'd find Vampa today if you want to download it. And it's very, hopefully, quite straightforward and intuitive. We've not tried to reinvent the wheel. We're kind of standing on the shoulders of giants and leaning into technologies and behaviors that people already understand. So when it comes to discovering new people we use the sort of tinder functionality of swiping left and right and put it in a professional environment um there's also traditional search where you can just type in someone's details um we've got a section called watch where people can upload videos of them performing or you know demos or collaborations
1: oh wow
0: that looks a little bit like tiktok so we kind of we're just combining sort of features and, as I say, user behaviors from other platforms that people already understand. And hopefully that makes the experience, you know, less intimidating, familiar somewhat. Um, And that's, that's kind of how we've always done it. And we're pretty quick to adapt to whatever the latest behavior or trend is. We've also, I mean, I don't want to undermine that we also put some original stuff in there too. And, you know, try and innovate, uh, in, in subtle ways, for example, you know, platforms like Vampa that allow one person to meet another person, they're usually what you call a closed social network one or one-to-one. Mm. Um, and how you then merge that with a social network where you can speak one-to-many, that being like a Facebook or a LinkedIn, mm. no one's really ever successfully done both models in the one platform um, where I'd argue that, we kind of have so yeah there's some innovation in there for sure but we, we always try and use languages and behaviors that folks are familiar with
1: oh wow okay so now so vampire is really made for musicians and then has the sort of feature of like many different multiple platforms like TikTok Instagram and Facebook and so forth and but so What's so different and unique about Vampire from other networking sites? Like, well, you mentioned a little bit, but uh, you know, you, we have LinkedIn, Instagram, Fiverr, Thumbtack, and then SoundCloud. And uh, so what's so special, unique about Vampire?
0: So all the platforms you just mentioned do, thing, do one or two things really well, but you know, comparing SoundCloud to LinkedIn, the fact that you even made that comparison is problematic because they have nothing to do with each other. One of them is a place where you upload songs. The other is a place where you upload a resume. So with Vampa, we did look at literally every one of those things you just said. And we said, well, how do we create a dedicated space? Because that's what was missing. Mm -hmm. If you go on LinkedIn and type, show me a drummer who's female, 22, lives in Arkansas and listens to Pink Floyd and the Beatles, it'll get confused and say no results where you can go on Vamper and put all of that in and get an answer. So, as I just said, you can quite literally search for that person on Vamper, whereas you can't on any of those other platforms. Mm-hmm. That's what makes us unique and it's a dedicated space. So, you know, we we could remove all the labels in the app that say genre, skill, favorite artist, all these sort of categories that people display on their profiles. You could put any words you like and then the app becomes that. The point I'm making is like with, with platforms and social apps, it, a lot of the usefulness comes from the context. Mm. Um, and the context here is that we're an app for musicians made by musicians to help you meet other musicians. That's the context you have when you go in, that's the context supported by the labels and the various sections in the app, but it's a social network. So it it, it, it does what you think it does. <laughs>
1: Tell us a little bit more specifics about Vampr. So for example, features. So I uh, I went online and then I typed in VAMPR.me, that's the web address. And then there are like uh, features like learn, discover, connect, collaboration, and control. Can you tell tell us about those five words?
0: Yeah, if you break them down, they generally translate to features inside of the app. So the, the primary principal feature in Vampr is meeting people. So that's why folks come and that's all about discovery and being discovered. Then when you zoom out a little bit, you've got a lot of features that sort of support that. So you've got Vamper distribution, which people who make music as a result of using Vamper can upload their music then to Spotify, Apple Music, etc., through our distribution platform. You've got our publishing platform. Um, division so that that's a part of the company that tries to place our users music and film tv video games and ads and then there's our academy which is like a ed tech solution for the well the business of music so there's not a lot of courses online about how to navigate the business side of music so we've kind of provided some courses around that
1: wow
0: and that's that's our learn features and that's like i don't know the exact number of hours but probably approaching hundreds of hours of courses from top professors and industry authority figures, you know, teaching folks, particularly in the early stages of their career, what to look out for. So that's our learn stuff. And then control refers to controlling your own copyrights and and that goes back to distribution and publishing. So we, we kind of call those solutions and they all kind of orbit our social network. So we kind of view our we view the discovery thing and meeting other people and connecting is kind of the heart of the company. Mm. And then all those other things I just mentioned sort of circle around it, um, as sort of ad hoc solutions that folks can use as they need them.
1: Right. Now I I'm curious about this distribution part. That's so cool that, so once you are on Vampor, you have the membership and you produce your song, then you can distribute your you know, music or whatever on like Apple or Spotify through Vamper. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's something that, you know, not a lot of people know how to do it. (laughs) It's it's as simple as it is.
0: There's a lot of options out there now. In fact, for classical music, it can get trickier because um, the metadata in classical music is slightly more complicated than pop music. Uh, well, it's not more complicated, it's just different. Um, and not all distribution platforms will support classical music. But for non-classical music, it's pretty easy now. Like you can work with DistroKid, you can work with CD Baby, TuneCore. Those are sort of the big players. We offer a version of the same thing. We all do the same job at the end of the day. We offer it because if people are already in our vampa world and using our tools and services it's just convenient for them not to have to jump onto another platform to complete a task. Um, but most music tech companies offer a form of distribution these days.
1: Wow, that's cool. Then uh, when it comes to learning course, let's say if I want to learn how to promote myself, is there a course like that? Yeah,
0: there is. Yeah, there's a, a course specifically on self-promotion. Um, it's probably one of the most requested or talked about <laughs> topics in our, yeah. our ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people use Vampa specifically to self-promote, which in and of itself is sometimes a bit of a problem because it creates a bit of noise. And if everyone's doing it, then the quality can fall off. But that's sort of a separate topic that we could spend an hour on. Um, <laughs> but how to self-promote using legitimate channels and without annoying people, yeah, we've done. We've done a few courses
1: on that. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's really important. Even, uh, you know, classical music world, I think that's something that, you know, as a 21st century classical musicians, we have to learn. So because yeah. that, you know, audience, we have to create audience now. We The audience is not there waiting for you, right? So, uh, Frustrating. That, yeah, I know it is. But if you know, learn how to do, then you can really create a meaningful, you know, your original audience. Like it's not just one of those people, just they stop by the concert venue and then leave, but they would be a faithful fan. Super fan. Right, exactly. Yeah. This episode is presented in collaboration with our good friends at Forte, a free alternative to Zoom, purpose-built for music teachers. Forte offers features optimized for classical music lessons, including audio quality far superior to existing platforms and allowing you to hear every nuance of your student's instrument. Their colleagues at the Royal College of Music, Aspen Music Festival, Curtis Institute, and Berkeley College of Music have even used Forte in their own programs. Forte's mission is to radically expand access to high-quality music education worldwide. Forte always puts teachers and their students first. This means you can use Forte with your own students for free forever. And Forte will soon introduce paid features allowing you to connect with new students around the world. Sign up for free today at ForteLessons.com or click the link in the description. Vamper offers, a, is it free or is there like a certain, like a level of uh, membership?
0: Yeah, there's lots of different tiers. So each solution, some solutions actually that we mentioned, in fact, I think something like 70% of our features can be used free in one way, shape or form. So, you know, you can use Vampa distribution for free and we keep a small royalty percentage of the performance of the track. Or you can pay us $5 a month and keep a hundred percent of your royalties. Like we, it's all about choice, right? Same with publishing is, you know, it's free to upload the tracks and get represented and have us in the market working your song. Um, if, it, if we land something for you, we'll take a cut. Um, but it's free upfront. If you want to connect with more people, you can pay for additional direct messages and things like that with our vamp and pro product. Um, That's also $5 a month. The education stuff's a little bit more expensive. It's $19 a month, but that Mm -hmm. gets you unlimited access to all of our courses. So it just really depends on what your appetite is.
1: Right. And then with that sort of whatever the tier you choose, depending on how much you pay per month, is there like, I wouldn't say customer service, but maybe some sort of support system that you can get?
0: Right now, it doesn't matter what tier you're on, you get the same support team.
1: (laughs) wow really yeah. like if i have trouble let's say uploading my video or maybe oh i want to really i have a specific question about promoting myself so i can reach out to one of the
0: yeah the- and, and and you know between monday and friday typically we get back within 24 hours but we're not there necessarily to help answer questions about how to self-promote or how to make it um although typically will reply friend, you know, with a friendly response of encouragement. But the whole purpose of Vamper is to meet other people who can help you on that journey. It's not up to my company's team, mm. or myself to individually turn everyone into a star, nor do we make that claim. Mm. Um, and we never would. It's the purpose of the platform is for folks to find others who can help with that, and, and start networking and building their own little communities. So that's what we specialize in. And and, and so if someone writes in and says, I want to be on the billboard charts, we'll go, that's great. And we want you to be on the billboard charts too. Have you reached out to anyone on vamp that specializes in music promotion? Mm -hmm. So that's how, but you know, if someone writes in and says, I'm trying to distribute my track, but it's not letting me click the distribute button, then we'll dive in there and fix the problem.
1: Right. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So, but if I, Type in search uh, bar or whatever, and say um, promotion. You know, I'm looking for someone to help me promote. Then just type in the word, and then it shows up. Or
0: on the on the app, mm-hmm. um, kind of almost. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a little search um, pop up menu that comes up, and you you put in you type in what you want. So it might be promotions it might be publicity it might be a bass player it might be a drummer it could be a graphic designer it could be a videographer it could be a music director all these things um, you choose whatever it is that you're looking for you save your settings and then the algorithm does its thing and it produces results and, and within a, a couple of seconds
1: so you're you can literally create a team there that's correct. Wow. Okay. Now I'm, I'm starting to make sense. So I don't have to go to this platform to look for graphic designer because that's usually the case. And then the other platform to create my audience or create, uh, you know, uh, meet on the other musicians, for example, So for example, yeah. li- using LinkedIn, but it's all inclusive, inclusive, like, yeah. wow. Yeah.
0: It's like a LinkedIn for the music ecosystem
1: cool that's super neat wow yeah. so now who are the current users what are the demographics around the world where uh, people are like so we've got, we've got
0: users in we've got active users in every single country on the planet we've got i think 1.3 million people in total who are sort of authenticated which means they've gone through the onboarding process uploaded a picture filled out their account properly mm-hmm. and um, i mean our most popular or most active territory is north america which i think you'd probably expect mm-hmm. um and then there's a lot of you know countries like brazil uh, india spain um where there's a lot of activity um which is kind of really cool brings a different flavor to, mm-hmm. the, to the platform and the styles mm-hmm. of music from all those places and then other western countries like uk australia canada uh, well i already said north america um new zealand those those countries are typically fairly Mm -hmm. active but as far as like the you know the typical user profile i mean you're usually looking at someone in their early 20s male and female um you know we know things like how many artists they love so typically the i think someone will add 17 favorite artists to their profile on average Mm -hmm. or something um and then genre wise you know probably won't surprise you that a lot of people affiliate themselves with dance music and hip hop and um, stuff that's made with technology
1: mm.
0: but you know there's a healthy share of people in uh in rock and and more traditional genres as well uh and when we look at you know all the different skills and types of people we have on there I think the last time we checked there was 27,000 different skills so that's that's everything from like I was saying before you your film director through to your oboist through to your I think we've got didgeridoo as a category. Um so you know we cover a lot of categories but um yeah there's 27,000 different categories I believe. So and yeah that's music teachers, lawyers, anything you can imagine in in the world of music it's probably on there.
1: Wow. So it's like a really a village, you're creating a village, that's right? So how can Vamper help classical musicians, because, you know, our industry is exists a little differently, right? Um yeah. Even the music making is a little different, like we do a lot of uh, perform, it's based on performing arts, so that uh, it's very time consuming to learn music, audience is very different from, you know, pop rock. Uh, industries and also music itself is extremely structured and uh, less creative in that sense but there are other ways of being creative in classical music you know industry don't get me wrong but so are there any classical musicians or the community of classical musicians or maybe in the future are you thinking of uh expanding in that uh you know, classical music industry in that vampire. ecosystem.
0: There's definitely classical musicians on the platform. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And there's a small community there. Um, I've heard from them directly. So I know that they're there. Um, not just relying on analytics and data, but yeah, that, that community exists. I I don't know if it's the preferred place or destination for people in the classical world, because you know, just being honest, I don't know enough about that world. Mm -hmm. Um, it is, it is unique and different than pop rock and um, I wouldn't pretend to know the, the nuance of the things that go along with being, a, you know, an active member of the classical community, but we certainly have managed to attract a healthy number of classical players who identify as classical players.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, I don't know, I mean, maybe you've got to go on there and tell me what you think. Uh, yeah,
1: I, I, especially... Yeah, especially I'm curious about the learning part and also the streaming part, but also ha- ha- being able to discover someone in the like expertise of, let's say, someone knows more about pr- production or someone knows more about promotion. You know, it's very, if, if it fits in one app, that's really an ideal I don't have to go around and look for people all over the place and then uh, you know online search is convenient however it's really overwhelming because you end up talking to someone that you didn't connect but you wasted 30 minutes and Mm -hmm. it's I'm actually for the last three years that's exactly what I've been doing like looking for someone someone who could teach me about marketing or someone who could you know do this service for me and honestly it's really exhausting
0: (laughs) i bet the internet and tools and apps like vampir and stuff in some respects really make life uh that speeds things up so you know if you think about it might have taken you years in in a previous you know five ten years ago to have to go through a phone book or a, a rudimentary website or craigslist and dial around and speak to people you know by email and then you don't really know what they look like or sound like or what their attitude is and then they turn up and they're weird or they're not quite the right fit and you waste i mean i did this with my band when we were looking for a drummer. we wasted hours hours auditioning people the purpose of vampir is to take that hours and turn into minutes and it is funny to hear you say you know you can waste 30 minutes in a conversation you're right you can
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but i would I would put it to you that that's better than wasting hours or days or weeks on a on a lead that doesn't, you know, come good. And so, um, you know, would we like to get it to seconds? Sure. Um, and in Vamp you can connect with someone within two seconds, literally, if you want. Mm-hmm. But you probably want to check their profile first. But there'll be a, a well, there'll be ways that we can speed that process up. But it's already. A million miles better than it was a decade yeah,
1: ago. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That 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 was exactly a point I was making because with the algorithm and everything, I think it's much smoother with this process because honestly, without without it, you know, I have to go to this site and that site and then talk to this person, and that person, and it it was because the usually those social media is not made for musicians, you know, exclusively. So yeah. So is there any other thing that you would like to highlight about Bumper that helped musicians? Maybe is there a like specific story that you want to share, success story? or?
0: So, my favorite success story is um, a woman called Ray Khalil. She's a Los Angeles rapper and had, as a rapper, she's just one of the best that I've heard. Um, it's phenomenal talent, but she'd had no music producing skills. So she desperately needed a producer to bring her ideas to life. And she used Vamper, I think like five years ago now to find a guy called Jared Rubens who had his own production duo and band thing going on. And they just clicked and vibed and made I think they made one or two albums together, but her getting those done put her onto sort of the world stage and she got onto a Netflix show called Rhythm and Flow and uh, got to work with people like Chance the Rapper and Anderson Mm -hmm. Park. Um, Wow. So it just, it it was the start of something very special for her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's now doing appearances on Sway and Fox and stuff like, you know, Mm -hmm. all the big. So she's on her own little journey now but we played a obviously a role in the very early days. I love stories like that. There's many stories like that. Um, that's my favorite but there's a lot of stories where Vamper played a very fundamental role in the very early stages of the career.
1: So what's the next step for Vamper? Uh,
0: so we got acquired not so long ago, by a, a music company called Jaxter that does um, music credits and has the world's largest database of official music credits coming from all sources like labels, PROs, mm-hmm. publishers, etc. Um, so we're just working on successfully integrating the companies together, which mm-hmm. is sort of pretty pretty big task, but I think will be very rewarding um so that's that's what's coming up it's probably doesn't sound very sexy but it's really important mm. important stuff to kind of cement our position as the leader in our space so we're, we're kind of going to be a bit heads down thumbs up for the remainder of the year and and, and working on improving the experience and and bringing these two products together um so that's that's keeping me busy
1: (laughs) oh wonderful that sounds really amazing exciting now we're really toward the end of our conversation but i have a few more questions so it's going to be a little bit more like um philosophical questions that i want to ask so i want to know your thoughts on this because you're not a a classical musician you're so through the lens of a pop musician
0: I'm i'm a trained classical musician i did oh yeah i did piano up to you know ameb grade eight or whatever it is when i was a kid so
1: really yeah. oh yeah. sorry then you're a classical musician so you know what's like to be this it's You not, it's, know. Not of,
0: it's not part of the classical kind of community if you will because it's you know people who go beyond the stage that i got to in the classical world tend to stay in circles and they really they grow in, in, in influence and power and they build careers I'm not a part of that classical world, but I'm classically trained.
1: So then, how do you think we can keep this classical music relevant and the industry thriving in this fast-paced and you know society and the post-pandemic era?
0: That's a really interesting question. Um, I hear classical music when I in in popular music all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, the popular music is built on classical music um, in the chord progressions and the turns and the time signature changes and all the things that that go on they're all you can hear them all in very early classical music um pops popular music's just found the parts that resonate and and repeat them four times and call it a day at three minutes and 20 seconds so i think classical music is is around us all the time Uh, that's that would be my answer Uh, as far as how do we keep the community alive again i i can't speak to that but i would encourage folks to use tools like Vampa to kind of advocate for and push their own or, or grow their own communities. And people are doing that on YouTube. I, I follow some really great classical artists on Instagram and TikTok, and it's really cool just to watch that there's still people really passionate about
1: mm-hmm.
0: that genre. And um, although I think the word genre is almost insulting when we refer to cl- classical, but because it's, it's a bit too broad, but yeah, I I, I I, think it's going to be fine. <laughs> it's the foundation of more music.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But I think I feel like with this audience of new generations to come, uh, we have to give them some sort of a, you know, context, you know, to in order for us to attract them, right? Instead of just
0: How many I mean, I don't know what your social feeds look like, but mine are just people playing insanely fast on a piano and people being mind blown. Mm. Um, and, and then I think also music scores play a part in keeping people interested too. So yeah, you've got these viral videos of people playing fast, but then you've also got viral videos of people playing the interstellar theme mm. as written by Hans Zimmer on pianos and tube stations in London and in, you know, yeah. And and I think that keeps people's interest in mm. specifically piano, but more classical sounding music. Um, so I think they're exposed to it. You know, anyone who's interested in music is in some way exposed to classical.
1: Right, right, yeah. So we, you may have already answered this, but how can we as classical musicians reach out to the 21st century audience creatively? Well, yeah. use Vamper, yes. <laughs>
0: Use all of the tools. I mean, Vamp is one important one, but and Vamp is a focused one. So
1: mm.
0: you want to like proactively build your own little community of, of of people who are supportive of classical music in a certain age group. You could do that on Vamp, absolutely. Mm. But I would encourage people to use all the tools. Like you can you can do that on TikTok too. You can do that on Instagram as well. And um, yeah, it's not gonna. You got to put some effort in. Right. <laughs> like. We always say this to our users as well, and they, people, some it doesn't happen much anymore. But people in the early days would be like, "I've been on the app for a month, and no one's reached out to me." And we're like, "Yeah, but have you reached out to anyone?" You know, effort. You know, well, reward reward requires effort.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, so last question: advice for young musicians.
0: Keep turning up. So whether that's to practice, whether that's to a band rehearsal, whether that's to theory lessons, um, school, whatever it is, just if you keep showing up, eventually things will work out. You have to take my word for that, but it's true.
1: Thank you so much. So, for those who are watching or listening, so Joe Simons, he's the CEO of uh, Vamper. And then you can check out uh, the company Vamper at. V-A-M-P-R dot M-E that's the web address and uh, you can sign up for free too right so yes. there's a free account but also there there are several tiers so you can check check them out maybe um, I should have sign up and then start out as a free account and we'll see what happens right yeah Okay before I let you go there's uh one more thing to do so this has been a really fun it's inspiring conversation josh really and i thank you so much for really tuning in from australia today and then so um now uh right now we're we're going to do a little uh, segment called the piano Pot rapid fire questions and this is a part of the show where i get to ask fun questions to each guest and here's a little warning as silly as these questions may questions may sound your answers may reveal who you truly are so yeah are you ready yes all righty so question number one what is your comfort food oh pizza all right how do you like your coffee decaf oh really okay Cats or dogs dogs. Okay. What is your word or words to live by?
0: I, I think I answered it in the earlier bit, but just, yeah, keep, keep out of persistence, you know, it, it's the key to everything.
1: Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Great. So now what is the most important quality you look for in other people? Initiative. Initiative. Mm, great. Name three people who you, who inspire you living or dead.
0: Bruce Springsteen, Barack Obama, um, and the Queen because I'm English. Okay,
1: <laughs> uh, I love the uh, I love the Queen. Oh, the Queen as in not the band, but the uh the Queen. No,
0: of- the, as in Queen Elizabeth. Oh, second. okay,
1: okay. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the musician Queen. Oh no, I love
0: the band too. <laughs> I, I'll choose. I'll go for four and Queen the
1: band as well. Okay. Yeah, so crazy. All right, now name one piece in your current playlist.
0: I don't know. I, to be honest with you, I don't listen to a lot of music. Running a music company. Oh my um, goodness! It goes and fits. It goes in stages. That's not true. What I should say is I don't listen to like albums on repeat because I I, I hear so much music every day. I hear right. the background in the office, mm-hmm. thousands of songs a day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so then, I, you don't often find yourself in the mood at the end of that to right. sit down and listen to a playlist and so i don't really have playlists that is the truth um mm-hmm. i don't really have anything at the moment that i'm listening to i mean i'm sure without going through my phone like, it'd be very hard to answer occasionally i'll hear something brand new and i'll listen to that on repeat right but I can't
1: remember. It. Yeah, you know, it's your job. So it's like, you know, maybe at the end of the day, you need a little bit of a silence, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Now, last question. Fill in the blank. Music is blank.
0: Uh, everywhere.
1: Everywhere. Wonderful. Thank you. So that concludes this episode of The Piano Pod. Thank you, Josh, for joining my show today and sharing your stories and insights and expertise. You can learn more about Josh Simon's company, Vampers, at uh, www.vamper.me. The link is listed in the show notes and thank you to my wonderful audience and fans for tuning in if you enjoyed today's episode please rate and review it on whatever podcasting platform you use remember to hit the thumbs up button and subscribe to my channel if you're watching from youtube and then please follow you uh the piano pod on social media to get the latest piano news via facebook twitter instagram and linkedin I will see you for the next episode of the Piano Pod. Bye, everyone, and thank you, Josh. Thank you so much.